So the shir today will be regarding the second parasha of Kriyashma, which we say every single day, at least three times a day. So regarding the second parasha of Kriyashma, there is a vart that it says in my modem of Chassidus in many places. The Alter Rebbe says it also in Amayma that in both parashas it talks about the mitzvah of learning Torah and the mitzvah of putting on tefillin, but in the opposite order. In the first parasha it says first v'shinantam levanecha. Afterwards it says that k'shartam lo yisleidach. In the second parasha it's the opposite order. First it says v'limadatem that you should learn Torah, and afterwards it says k'shartam leisam lo yisleidachem that you should put on the tefillin. What's the reason for changing the order of the second parsha, the opposite of the first parsha? That's the famous question. Huh? Again, did I did I say something wrong? I think I did say. Well, the way you said it. Yeah, could be right. The way you said it, it sounded like the Limadatim is the whole. No, right. Limadatim is after Ukshartim. That was the mistake that I made. Sorry. Of course, of course. Limadatim comes after Ukshartim. Again, in the first parish of Kriyashma, the Tater writes first Vishinantam and then Ukshartim. In the second parish of Shema, it first says Ukshartim and then Vilimadatim. What's the reason for this difference? So the, one of the answers that the Maimonim say is, we know the famous Gemara at the end of the first Patek of Kedushin, where the Gemara discusses what's greater. Learning Torah is greater, or doing mitzvahs is greater. Talmud Gadol, or Maise Gadol. The, the, the conclusion of the Gemara is, Talmud Gadol. Learning Torah is greater. Gadol, Talmud, Shemei, de Maise. Right, but the conclusion is that Talmud is, is greater. But the Alter Rebbe in many places says, it's quoted at least in many places, that La'asad Lavoy it'll change. La'asad Lavoy Maisa will be greater than Talmud. And what's one of the places where you see this idea that La'asad Lavoy Maisa, the action, mitzvahs, will be greater than learning Taita? Right here, that's the reason why the Taita changes the order. In the first parasha, the Taita is talking about the order, the way it is with Manazeh. That learning Taita comes before putting on tefillin. That's the normal Seder. Most of a person's day, when he has time, should be occupied learning Taita. It takes, it takes, uh, it has an advantage over doing uh, a mitzvah. In the second parsha, it's talking about La'asad Lavai. La'asad Lavai, then Okishartem comes before Lamaratem, because then Maisa will be Godel, Maisa will be the greatest thing. That's what it says. In a few places in Chesidus. So the question that somebody asked the Rebbe in a letter is as follows. Someone asked the Rebbe a question based on a Gemara and Brachas. There's a very famous Gemara and Brachas that you probably heard of, also regarding the second parsha of Shema. There's another difference between the first and the second parsha of Shema. What is that? In the first parsha of Shema, it says. That you learn Taita, you do mitzvahs, and that's it. Comes in the second parasha of Shema, the Taita describes 
اون ساتین بتر ارزخم I'll give you rain then vasafta de ganakha you have to gather in all the uh, grain from the field you have to work you have to work for a living in the first parsha of shema it doesn't mention anything about working for a living it seems like the Abish will provide for you everything and you won't have to work so the Gemara says what's the difference in the first parish of Shema, it's referring to Yidin when they are fulfilling what Hashem wishes, what Hashem commands. So when Yidin do what Hashem commands and they don't have to work. In the second parish, it's talking about when a Yid is not doing what Hashem wants. So then, a Yid has to work. You have to work. So the Marsha, the Mafar Shema asked the question, what do you mean? How could you say in the second parsha? The Yidin are not listening to the Abish's command. It says, Vayim Shemoyah. The parsha begins. Vayim Shemoyah Tishmo. You will listen. So you are listening. And the answer that the Marsha, that it says in Chassidus, is brought in the name of the Mazrit Shemagid, is uh, the first parsha of Shema, it says, Bechol Avavcho, Bechol Nafshcho, Ubechol Maidecho. Adds that you serve the Abish not only with all your heart and with all your soul, but also Bechol Maidecho. In the second parsha, it says, and it does not say, so if you're not serving the Abish, that's considered to be, okay? So the question is, there seems to be some kind of a contradiction here. On one hand, we're saying that the second parish of Shema is talking about loss of love. It's talking about a time period when Mashiach comes, when Maisa will be Godel. And therefore, it says Aksharatim first. On the other hand, it says Befeidish in the Gemara and Brachas that the second parasha is talking about Yidin that are Einais and Etzenishal Makim, that are now fulfilling Hashem's uh, desire. So, what's going on over here? Is the second parasha of Shema on a higher level than the first parasha, or is it on a lower level? That's the question that the Rebbe was asked. So, the Rebbe answers here in the letter, and the Rebbe says a tremendous Chiddush. You can answer as follows. Even in the future after Mashiach comes, there will be different categories amongst people. Not everybody is going to be on exactly the same level. And the Rebbe quotes the Lashon that it says, There will be people that are going to be considered on a high level. And there will be simple folk, people on a low level. And the Rebbe brings an expression that it says in the Pasuk, V'hanar ben meyashona yomus. A nar, a lad, at the age of 100 years old, will pass away. Which means that even at the age of 100, he'll be as fresh as a young lad, but he'll pass away. So you see that even there is a concept of a person passing away from this world. So the Rebbe says, so you see that even lo'asadlavoi, there's going to be various levels of connecting to Hashem, people on different levels. Then the Rebbe adds, even though generally speaking, oz then the general order of things will be everybody will just be busy unifying Hashem in the greatest ways. Higher and higher levels, drawing down great revelations of Hashem, even higher than Atzilus. Which we finished learning that long ago. With Al Tareb explains that loss of love, everything will just be Aliyas and Kedusha, and you won't have to deal with any of the impurity that exists in the world. But at the same time, the Rebbe says, There will be different categories amongst Klai Yisrael. 
So what the Rebbe seems to be answering is that it's not a contradiction to say that the second parsha of Shema is talking about a level of a person is not fulfilling the will of Hashem. And it's also talking about after Mashiach comes. Because even after Mashiach comes, it's possible to have a situation where a person is not on the level of Eisen Yitzayin Yishel Mokim. Even without, even without there being a Yitzayin that ever seems to be implying, there's still a concept of Ein Eisen Yitzayin Yishel Mokim, loss of Abba. This is still here. I'm reading to you what it says in the Rebbe's letter. Okay. This is what it says in the Rebbe's letter. Now let's understand what's going on over here. So L'chayda. If you take a look here into the actual parasha of Shema. If you, you say the second parasha of Shema every single day. If you focus and listen to the words that you're saying every single day. The second parasha of Shema is telling you the story of Golos and Gola. That's what it is. That's the theme of the parasha. You start the parsha saying, I am Shemaya, then neither will be listening to Hashem, they'll serve the Abishir Bachalabakhem, and the Abishir will provide rain, and you will have food, and so on. And then the parsha goes on to say, Now be careful what's gonna happen. What could happen? Your heart will stray. And then Visartan. You'll serve and then Hashem will be angry at you, and Hashem will then you'll be expelled from the land. That will, that's referring to Golos, right? And then what does it say? You should place my words upon your heart. You should pay attention to my commands, which is basically referring to Tshuva. That the Eden are going to do tshuva, and then she lay the tefillin on your hands and your head. Then you learn tayra. So then Eden will do tshuva, and then what happens when Eden do tshuva? Mashiach comes. Eden are redeemed from Golos. So the parsha, in a very simple sense, is talking about the story of Golos and then Gola. If that's the case, so then this contradiction that the Rebbe has asked here in the letter that on one hand it seems like the parsha is talking about a, a situation of that Eden are not fulfilling what Hashem desires. On the other hand, the parsha is talking about when Mashiach comes, when you have Maise Godel, what's the question? Look in the parsha. There is the words of the parsha where it talks about Hishomru Lachem, starting from Hishomru Lachem until the Pasuk Vesamtem. Those two psukim are talking about Yidin and Golos. And then from the Samtem, it's talking about Yidin when they do tshuva. And Mashiach comes. And then the Yidin uh, will do mitzvahs and maizagolo if Mashiach comes. So what's the problem? What, what is the, uh, the big stira that the Rebbe is being asked? And the Rebbe is saying an a, a, a incredible chiddush l'chayre, based on this question that he was asked. That even la'os it's possible for there to be a matzav of ein oisun etzayin shalmakim. Not so simple. Right? To say such a thing. Right. What's the Hezber and what the Rebbe is saying? Okay, so we'll get to that. I'll explain soon exactly uh, if we have time tonight today to see what the the Rebbe means. But first, on a very simple level, if you take a look at the parish of Krishna, you say this every single day, if you focus and you see, you're talking about Golas and Gola. That's what you're talking about and it's very clear to see. So what's the the big question that... uh, that the Rebbe is answering over here. Right? It's very, very simple. All right? Okay. So let's start with the Gemara and Brachas. Let's start with the Gemara and Brachas itself. 
That's the source of this whole Indian, where the Gemara is the one that makes this distinction. There's Aysun Itzayinishal Makim, and there's Ain Aysun Itzayinishal Makim, right? That Gemara in Brachas there is coming in a, 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 a continuation to a discussion regarding Rab Shimon ben Yechai. What happened over there? The Gemara says the famous story of Rab Shimon ben Yechai that saw people that were working in the field. And Rab Shimon ben Yechai did not like what he was seeing. Rab Shimon ben Yechai didn't like see, seeing Yidin working out in the field. So the question the Gemara asks is, what, well, people have to live. People have to have food. What, uh, how are they going to survive without eating? So Rab Shimon ben Yechai says, but if they're going to work in the field, if, if they're going to work malach in the field, then some, when are they going to learn Teda? Right, so behemshach to that, the Gemara brings that Rab Shimon opinion was that if Yidin are Eisen Ritzayin Shal Makaim, if you do what Hashem desires, then Hashem will provide for you. You don't have to go out to work on the field. And that was the level that Rab Shimon himself was on, and that was the level that Rab Shimon was expecting that people should be on. Why are you out in the field? A Yid doesn't belong out in the field. A Yid should be Eisen Ritzayin Shal Makaim. Yeah. And there's no reason for you to work at all. Right? So, but most people are not on the level of Rav Shem ben Yechai, and therefore they can't, uh, they can't uh, achieve this. They have to work. So the first point over here is, you see from the Gemara that the level of Eisen Ritzayne Shalmokim is possible to achieve even Bismanazeh. Right? person like Rav Shem ben Yechai was expecting that people should be on this level. So if he was expecting it, it means that it's possible. True, it's not uh, for the masses. Most people cannot reach this level. But it's possible to reach Eisen Ritzayin Shalmokim, even Bismanazar, Abshim Bechai reached it. If so, from the Gemara, you also see L'chayr, the opposite. The point that the Rebbe makes in the letter, that even L'osad Lavai, it's possible for there to be Ein Eisen Ritzayin Shalmokim, it's also the same thing L'osad Lavai. L'osad Lavai, Midden in general will be on a level of Eisen Ritzayin Shalmokim. It'll be a time period where there'll be tremendous revelations and Yidin will be on the level of Eisen Ritzayin Shalmokim. But it is possible that even Lassad Lavi, there will be individuals that will be in a level of Ein Eisen Ritzayin Shalmokim. That's the first point. Right? So this, this idea of Ein Eisen Ritzayin Shalmokim, Eisen Ritzayin Shalmokim is not necessarily connected to Golos and Gola. Even during the Zmana Golos, there could be individuals that are Eisen and Senishal Makam on a very high level. They're living, they're living like with Mashiach, even while they're still in Golos. It says regarding Rav that regarding himself, he didn't experience Golos at all. The whole Chorben Abayis for Rav Shem was non-existent. He was living with Mashiach. Huh? Okay, there's a lot of different stories about this idea. Ramendel Haradaka. Yeah, that had to open the window to see if Mashiach came because in his room it was it was the Aver of Mashiach. And so it's the same thing also the other way around. Right, the Aver of Ganadin. So it's the same thing also the other way around that La'asad Lavoi, the Rebbe is saying, if you look if you look at the Gemara, the Gemara is not saying is La'asad Lavoi. And even it's shaykh and you know Okay. So if so, how do we learn Pshat over here and what it says in, in the in the second parasha of Shema? So the, the the parasha is describing. See, here's the thing. You look into the parasha, there's really two different stages. Because as I mentioned before, there's the vart of the Magi that what does Ain Aysan Ritzain Shalmakim mean? 
means and the person is serving Hashem. But he's lacking Just because he's lacking that's called right? But then you look weiter in the parsha. that's not exactly what it says. It says, It's talking about a person bowing down to Avedi gets angry at the person. So we're talking about something that's much lower than just the lack of because it doesn't say So even in the first half of the parsha of Ahoyim Shemoya, there are two chalakim, there are two parts. It starts off saying that you are listening to Hashem. You're listening. But not that is lacking. So then the parsha goes on to say, when you lack that could eventually lead to a person going astray, even coming to the point where he serves of Edizara. So it's two different things. So when the when the Rebbe says that the idea of even obviously the Rebbe is not talking about when it says in the parsha that a person should not serve Avedizara. Serving Avedizara, that's not a level that it's Shaykh Bechal to exist, loss of love, after Mashiach comes, it's Ruach Atom Avim and Oretz. The idea of Ein Oisin, it's Ein Ishamakim, to a very subtle degree, where a person is serving the Ebesheh Bechal of Avchem, Bechal Nafshchem, and he's lacking the level of Bechal Ma'etchem, that's something that's possible that it should happen, loss of love. That's uh, what we're talking about here. So the Bechal of Avchem, so the way you read this parsha is b'chol avavchem b'chol nafshechem. So it's einos and it's einos shemakim, and then the, really the entire parsha, the entire parsha from the first pasuk to the last pasuk is talking about einos and it's einos shemakim, the whole parsha, including when it says later that Mashiach will come and Yinu will do tshuva. It's all talking about einos and it's einos shemakim, but. There are various levels of Einois and Ritzayin Shalmakim. There's Einois and Ritzayin Shalmakim, literally, when a person is chas v'shalim serving of Edezara. And there's Einois and Ritzayin Shalmakim on a much higher level, that he's just lacking the B'chom Ha'idchem. And that's the idea of Einois and Ritzayin Shalmakim, that's Shaykh Lasad Lovit. So here, if this is Pshat, I mean, this is L'chayda, what the Rebbe is saying here. So from this, L'chayda comes out another beautiful vart from this parsha. Because, what, what do we see from here? The Eden have to do tshuva in order for Mashiach to come. That's basically what the Pasuk is saying. V'choraf Hashem B'chem, David is angry at you, he expels you from the land. But then what happens? The Samtem is the and you place your words upon your heart, so, which means the Eden are doing tshuva. What level of tshuva is demanded in order for Mashiach to come? What level of tshuva? So how did this whole thing begin? What was the source? What was the shaydish that brought Yidin that they should be Avid Avedazara? There's the famous Maim Chazal that's quoted in the Chassidus. A Yid is not, Chas Vashalem, end up buying down to Avedazara overnight, just out of the blue. The Yitzhahara gets a finger into the door and he tells the person one small thing, another thing, and he builds up his yeshes and he builds it up and slowly, slowly until he can get him to bow down to Avedazara. It's the same thing here. The root cause of what happened when a yid ends up with Ngalos, it all started because of Bechol Avavchem and Bechol Nafshechem. And he said, that's it. Don't push me beyond my limits. Bechol Ma'etchem is too much for me. Bechol Ma'etchem, as Chesidus teaches, when a person is ready to go opposite his nature, beyond his limits, to serve Hashem, even when it's tough, and even when it's, he has to go against, break himself. So the person says, Bechol Avavchem and Bechol Nafshechem is more than enough. 
not Bachamaitchem. Because he's lacking that Bachamaitchem, that's the root cause of the entire deterioration that happens afterwards if the person ends up serving Avedazara. So now, maybe you would expect, so in order for, for the tshuva, in order for the tshuva to be a proper tshuva, that you should be zeicha, that Mashiach should come, what do you need? Bachamaitchem. You have to, you have to address the cause of what happened over here. The person was lacking b'chamaytchem. He has to do tshuva and be ready to serve Hashem with all his might beyond his, uh, beyond his nature. So the pasuk tells you, no. As long as he does a basic level of tshuva, just b'chamaytchem, and he still may be on a level of because just like in the beginning of the parsha says mm-hmm. over here it also only says mm-hmm. it doesn't say mm-hmm. here. Still, a yid does a basic tshuva, Mashiach will come. That's enough for Mashiach to come. You don't have to have a tshuva gedela, tshuva ilag, tremendous tshuva that yeah, he's, he, he's on the level of in order for Mashiach to come. That's what the parsha is saying here. The Rebbe, on different occasions, said this, this Indian, when the Rebbe spoke about the, the famous Lashna Rambam, that Mashiach is waiting for Yidin to do Tshuva, and when Yidin do Tshuva, Mashiach immediately comes and redeems the Yidin. It's a machlekes in the Gemara, whether, whether the arrival of Mashiach is, 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 is dependent on Tshuva or not, or Mashiach comes even without Tshuva. The Rambam Paskins, yeah, Yidin have to do Tshuva. So the Rebbe said more than on one occasion that... The um, even though the Rambam Taka says they didn't have to do tshuva, but it doesn't mean that every single yid has to do a tshuva shleiman gedayla tshuva law mamish. As long as the yid has a hitter tshuva, that itself is enough to qualify for what the Rambam says Yisrael loisel tshuva. So, what's the source of this? So lechayda you see over here in the parsha we say every day, the, the aveda starts, the issue starts with the lack of bchalmoitchem. And then in the tshuva, it just says, and it doesn't, it doesn't say that you have to have the b'chom So therefore, a basic tshuva is enough that that Mashiach should come. That's a meir de gevart that comes out from what the Rebbe is saying over here, that it's possible that even lost of love, this should be the idea of So that's the point over here. The Rebbe is not ready to take this parsha of Shema and cut it into two. The first half is talking about Ein Eisen Etzayin Shalmakim. The second half is talking about Eisen Etzayin Shalmakim. Because Mashiach came. Eisen Etzayin Shalmakim. The Rebbe says no. The entire parsha. There's a lashon that the Alter Rebbe says in Lukut Etayda. I wrote it down somewhere over here. But the Alter Rebbe says in Lukut Etayda a lashon that in the entire second parsha of Shema doesn't mention the lashon B'chamaytcha. Not in the beginning. Not in the end. Even when it talks about the tshuva of the Eden, it doesn't ever mention it doesn't mention So that therefore the Rebbe says the entire parsha is talking about Okay, that's one accord over here. But then there is still another question over here. That is that what time period, what time period are we talking about over here? When it says in the Pasik, and then Vilimadatem. And Chassidus teaches that the reason why it says Akshatam first is because then Maisa will be Godel. What time period is this talking about when Maisa will be Godel? There's many different Kufas, Lasad Lavai. So when exactly will that change? As soon as Mashiach arrives, 
this concept of Maise Godel will be uh, will be uh, the new uh, standard. Maise Godel and not Talmud Godel like Bismana Zan. Huh? <coughs> even even now, Bismanagolos. There is a concept. There is an idea. There is a similar idea. Even Bismanagolos today also with Al Rebbe says that even today, yeah. But but the idea of Maisa Godel that will be revealed is the only Laos Lovei. So there's a sikhe, There's a sikhe where the Rebbe says a very interesting hasbar to this concept of Maisa Godel Lovei. The Rebbe writes, what's talking the reason why lost love will be Maisa Godel? The Gemara says, Godel Talmud, if you want to know how and what to do, you have to learn first. If you don't learn, you don't know. So that's why Talmud is greater. And once you learn and you know, so you'll do also. So it's going to change lost of love. So the Rebbe brings the famous Madrash that says that lost of love, if a person is going to try to pick a Te'ena from the tree on Shabbos, the Shabbos itself, the tree itself will tell him that it's Shabbos today and now that I picked the Te'ena. Which means, it'll, and it, so the Rebbe says that this doesn't only mean this specific example, but it means that anything that will be forbidden, it'll be something that the person will feel, will sense right away, automatically, that this is an Aveda. How can I do such a thing? The Rebbe, the Loshan. Yeah, 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 of course, for sure. One second, the Rebbe here says, the Loshan, the Sikh is that in this time period when Mashiach comes, that so for example, you won't have to learn any Hilcha Shabbos. Why not? Kedet to the Sumeneizayin in order not to be Machal Shabbos. Al Derech, for example, we have Pitzel Kind, Shteknet Anayin Zayin Hand in Fire. Even a little child, you have to teach him that he shouldn't put his hand into fire. He gets close to the fire; it's boiling hot. He doesn't put his hand into fire. On our Behemoth, Shprinknet Anayin in Fire. Even a Behemoth doesn't jump into the fire. So when Mashiach comes, the reason why Maisa will be Godel. Is because there'll be no reason to, that the limud will not be necessary, like Bismana Zef for the per, there'll be a, there'll be an union of limud on a different level, but the Godel Talmud Shemayvili they might say that won't be necessary. So here we're talking about a, a, a time period, a, a, a much later Tkufen Yemaisa Mashiach when Maisa will be Godel on, on, on this level that even a, a child will be Marikish, just will sense this automatically. So the question is, and even in that time period, it's still Shaykh for there to be even on a subtle degree, but it's a very interesting Chiddush. Okay, continue next week in Metzah